You're listening to Authorpreneurs Unleashed with host Catherine McClatchy, demystifying the business of writing. We're in the midst of the holiday season. Tis the season of hustle, bustle, and laughter. It's also the end of our 2022 season here on Authorpreneurs Unleashed. To wrap up this season, so we can start wrapping up gifts, here's something special for you, our listeners. Three stories from interviews that didn't quite make the episode cut, but are insightful, helpful, and just plain humorous. First, from Episode 8, Connection Through Storytelling, Catherine shares an immersive reading experience. I am going to have to go back and look at Dickens again differently now that I know what I know, because I'll be honest, my mom let me read the cliff notes. <laughs> oh, oh. So anyone who's interested in figuring out Victorian literature, just keep in mind they were writing to learn to pass time, not fast action. Right. And that's one of the things I loved about Harrison Ainsworth, that after all of the years, okay, I'm going backwards in our interview as you're trying to wind it down. Um, Ainsworth, when I read Jack Shepard, Mm -hmm. A Little Crime Thief, it was the first time I ever had a physiological response to what I was reading. I was in Mm -hmm. a library basement trying to finish the book uh, while my kids were at baseball practice or something. And I almost passed out. And I was like, this is before the strokes when I was actually a healthy woman. Um, And I couldn't figure it out. And I realized the section I had been reading, the child was, and I'm not giving anything away. Mm -hmm. Good luck finding the book. It's been out of print for 100 years. Um, But the, the scene was this toddler was being whisked down a roaring river and was drowning. And the way that the story was being told, I was actually holding my breath while I was reading. I'm in grad school. I'm in my 30s. It's not like this was the first book I'd read. And I literally almost passed out. The librarian came over and shook me and said, are you okay? Oh, my goodness. And I had lost color in my face. My heart was racing. I couldn't breathe. And and it was the way Harrison Ainsworth told this story that I literally felt, and I know people are going to argue with literally, virtually, I <laughs> felt like I was in that scene fighting for my life. It's amazing. But when a description is done well, mm-hmm. you can't beat it. From episode nine with Sarah Gomez, networking within genre, Sarah shares how she made a valuable connection at a rather unexpected place. And, and the way we talk to um, writers about finding your ideal audience, think where they're hanging out. Well, it goes the other direction, too. If you need an expert, if you need support, if you need a writing buddy, figure out where they're hanging out. If you need somebody with a little more business savvy than you have, maybe check out LinkedIn. If you need somebody that's a little more fun and, and party and, you know, out there than you are to pull you out of your comfort zone, check out TikTok. I mean, look where the people you need are hanging out and then see what they're doing. Support and encourage them and then see how you can collaborate with them. Exactly. And sometimes it's just kismet. I will say I forgot to mention um, one of our uh, he 
was our PA. He was our production assistant that was on our short horror film. And he's going to probably be involved with us throughout the anthology. Um, he was a, a guy named Eric and he just happened to be our waiter. When we went to, we had a pre-production meeting and I was talking with my director and we were networking with other female filmmakers, actually, uh -huh. um, talking about our projects, trying to figure out like, okay, how's the best way to approach this? What's something you guys ran into problems with that we may need to think about? And he overheard us and he said, you know what? I'm actually going to school to be a filmmaker. And that's what I really, really want to do. Um, we said, well, would you want to be involved in that? And he says, yes. He says, anywhere I can get plugged in. I would love to get plugged in. So he came on set with us and he was so, he, he loved it. He absolutely loved it. He said it was like one of the most professional sets he's ever been on for by far. So we were very excited to have him and he was wonderful. We will definitely have him going forward. Sometimes how it's all about taking chance. Exactly. <laughs> well, you know, that's how I got started doing social media management and now digital media management is I saw a need and said, Hey, I I'd like to get involved and help with that. And one thing led to another and oh my goodness, look where it's taken me. I know. So you just never know. And, and taking those chances, like you said, and when those doors will open. So, and the worst that can happen is somebody says, no, it's not for me. Not right now. But, um, you know, you practice putting yourself out there. So it's not a loss. Exactly. And finally, from episode 21, prepping for the new year, Catherine catches me up on the emerging world of decentralized social media. But, you know, if you're really upset, uh, I have a number of, of friends who are just so upset about Facebook and Twitter and how one person can dominate an industry. You know, a lot of them are going over to the right. Fediverse and it's a, a very different feel and a very different community. Okay. I don't know what word you're saying. F-E-D-I-V-E-R-S-E. -E. So the Fediverse is a decentralized autonomous networks running on free open software so it's not owned by any one person oh. it's all on shareware you don't pay to get on unless you choose a server or a community that has a charge there is a, the equivalent of twitter is the mastodon so i i'd heard about mastodon and i've heard a very critical things being said a lot of shade being thrown at it like it's a right-wing oh, no it's so the opposite uh, really yeah, yeah really that's that is what i had so, been hearing so and... the thing is because it's it's decentralized because nobody's in charge um mm -hmm. it is a bastion of free speech for better or for worse right the nice thing is you can choose so so mastodon is like the big overriding thing but you can set up communities within it and so it's like early internet yes, before anybody yes had any state so dogs you and can fights. choose which community you want to log on through and they have different focuses there's one community that's set up very much for people who live with chronic illnesses there's other communities mm -hmm. that are set up for more business usage but once you get in that community you can still have access to the entire mastodon world so it, it really is quite interesting but each of those communities are moderated and managed by different individuals so um you get to choose which community fits your needs and your values and alignment right so if you want mm -hmm. a um safe for work type 
group, you can do that. If you want something that's more 21 and over, you can join that. Um, they uh, have different uh, guidelines for each community. So you can find something that fits with you. So then the, um, so Mastodon is the equivalent of Twitter. Uh, Friendica is the equivalent of Facebook. PixelFed is the equivalent of Instagram, and there's others. Huh. So um, I have accounts on each. I've been watching and learning more than posting, but it's, right. it's obviously not as big as the Twitterverse, but it's really an interesting concept, and whatever community you're interested in, you can find there. I hope you enjoyed listening today. Check out UnleashingTheNextChapter.com for signups for the author communities and podcast updates. Remember, Authorpreneurs Unleashed is going on hiatus from December 15th to January 15th, when we'll be back for a new year with new goals and, as always, demystifying the business of writing. Here's wishing you all happy holidays and a Merry Christmas.